You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, coming to you live from Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am, you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. Learn how to study the Bible more effectively. Get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Kamalina Bikina, and today we have Ben Ashby joining us in the studio. Welcome, Ben. Hey, Kami. How you doing? I'm doing well. Um, this is your first time on Faith FM, I believe. It is. Look out, everybody. <laughs> um, and it is so nice to have you. So welcome to um, Tazzy Encounters. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, so... Um, you have recently come to Tasmania. You weren't from here before. No, that's right. Yes. So where are you from originally? Yeah, look, I've been around a little bit, but, um, most recently I came from Sydney. So I was in Sydney for about, um, close to 10 years and, um, working at schools in Sydney. Right. So a little bit of a different, um, flavor coming down here to Tasmania. Okay. Um, but exciting because now I'm working at Hilliard Christian School and instead of being a teacher, I'm actually the chaplain there. So, oh. yeah, so you good. were a teacher previously. Yes. I've got teaching experience. Um, I've done all different kinds of teaching, oh. uh, both from like primary up to upper high school. So I've seen a bit, done a bit, um, <laughs> and now it's time to do something else down here in Tassie. Wow, mountain of experience. That's exciting. Uh, well, very, we're very fortunate to have you. I'm very blessed to have you, and I'm sure Hilliard are, are very excited to have you as well. Um, so you're actually covering for David Leo for... Um, um, you guys may be aware that David usually does the Tuesday programs. He is at Stormco. So we had to find a replacement and here you are. So thank you for stepping in for the program this morning. That's very generous, Carmi. Thanks. Yeah, no worries. Um, and of course, if you want to catch up on David's previous episodes and programs, you can find them all at the Faith FM app that you can download from your app store or the Faith FM website, faithfm.com.au. You can find all of them there and of course um maybe if there are more programs that ben does in the future you can catch all of them there as well okay and also be sure to stick around we have a book offer later in the program so be sure to tune in and stay listening for that so ben (laughs) you've titled today's program as my story so I'm guessing we're going to get to know you quite well. Um, where do you want to start? Us off? I don't know about quite well, <laughs> but um, look, I think we've all got different parts of of our own stories, and um, I just wanted to share something today. It's a bit of a journey that I've been on. It's not everything because you know we've only got a little bit of time here together. Yes, <laughs> but I hope it's um, what I can share today is something that maybe some people can relate to or find some comfort in. So. Um, I don't know. Should we start with my family? Let's Where? go with your family. <laughs> All right. Um, so I am the youngest child in my family. I've got um, two older sisters, and that's exciting in some ways, challenging in other ways. Oh, I bet. Um, but we've got, we're all kind of um, separated by quite some years. So we're, there's about five years between each of us. So oh, wow. um, it kind of means that we've all been in very different stages of life. Um, as we've grown up. So um, that kind of means that I've looked at the world in a different way than Mm. what some other people might have with closer siblings. 
Um, so really thinking back to my earliest memories, uh, my my older sister, she was like in mid-teens. Yeah. So as we're pretty much aware of, if we look back to our younger years, teenage years, pretty hectic, right? A little bit. Um, and so um, that was kind of... I got, I got like this bird's eye view of what being a teenager is like and that kind of thing. The other thing that makes um, things a little bit spicy is that I kind of grew up in quite a sheltered Christian home. Mm. So there's definitely some good things about being sheltered, but it kind of can mean that maybe you don't have a grasp as much on the real world, the wider world, as may be handy. And so at some point in your life when you kind of have that growing up, there's kind of this moment where you realise that the world's way bigger than what you thought it might be. Yes. Um, and so, look, when when that realisation, I guess, happened for me, that was after my older sister kind of pushing against the kind of sheltered upbringing that we, that we had and... Uh, Looking on, even though I was really young, there were some things that I saw and I was like, man, I don't want to make those mistakes. Um, and I could, I could kind of understand why those things were happening. Mm. Um, but it was like, okay, I'm seeing how she's doing that. I kind of want to do things a bit differently. I didn't know at the time what that was going to be like, but, you know, I needed to think about what that could be. Mm. Um I think the the other challenge in in my family um, when I was that when I was younger like that was that I saw my whole family kind of struggled through this situation. But then I also realised that the marriage that my parents had wasn't as healthy as what it could be. Um, and I'm really lucky that I had some people in my church community who really kind of embraced me and kind of showed me what, like, healthy relationships could look like. And so, yeah, that's definitely something that I really looked out for. And I, when I look back now, I'm really thankful that I got that exposure to, mm. like, a healthy relationship. Mm. Um, so I guess as I've grown up, I've just kind of started to look outside of my family unit for guidance but one of the things that we're going to talk about today a little bit with me is searching for approval. And so I kind of ended up looking outside of my family for that approval um, because I kind of felt like things inside my family, I, I don't know whether I could really trust them. You see, like, I was like the only boy. And so that comes with its own kind of dynamic. And I'm sure there's some of you who understand that. Um, and so, you know, sometimes as being that only boy, you end up feeling like actually there's more responsibility, but then maybe you don't get such an honest kind of perspective on what you're doing and who you are and that kind of thing. So I kind of had to look outside of that to really kind of gain some kind of approval and acknowledgement from others. Absolutely. And I, you know, just hearing you now, there is so much that you've just said that I completely relate to. I'm actually also the youngest in my family, but I share that role with my twin. I'm a twin. And um, so we both grew up with that same type of 
idea like we would watch our older siblings and um a bit different with you though me and my siblings were all born within five years mm, okay. so we we're very a tight we we're very much a tightly knitted group um which was really nice so i i can't i really feel for you for not having that <laughs> but um also it affects your worldview and i really love that you pulled that out and you mentioned that because the oldest sibling has a very different worldview to the youngest sibling. And um, I've never studied psychology. Perhaps if there's a psychologist listening, um, <laughs> they could talk to us about this. And um, Don't call in, please. Don't call in, but text us. We'd love to hear from you. Because, like, um, I think a lot of the time people don't realise that, you know, the... Um, the level at which you, you know, the not the hierarchy, but like, you know, the eldest, middle child, youngest, mm. they all have different worldviews. Mm. And even an only child has a different worldview. It is very fascinating. So, um, you know, if, if, th- if this is you, if you've had this similar worldview, let us know. Text us in on 048880891. We'd actually really love to hear from you. And, um, also, another thing you pointed out was about being raised sheltered. Mm. I was definitely, I was raised in the church, but also kind of outside the church, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And um, I was definitely raised sheltered. Um, but at the same time, I went to schools that weren't um, Christian at all. So I was raised sheltered, but at the same time exposed to everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was like, what's going on? Um, so yeah, yeah, I don't know what that's like because that yeah. wasn't that wasn't my experience. <laughs> so you went to um, was it like a Sevi school as well? Yeah, or? no. So I I went to a Christian school. It was mm. a, it was an Adventist school. I pretty much did all my schooling through Adventist schools. I jumped around a little bit, mm. um, but definitely, and you know, like as we as we know, like we kind of touched on those teenage years, yes, um, growing up and how you know that can be quite a journey and up and yes, down. absolutely. Um, <laughs> look, you, you see things no matter what school you're at. Absolutely. Um, so. Yeah, and I love how you pointed out also that um, there comes a time when you start searching for approval outside of your family unit because I think everyone can relate to that. And, um, yeah, it, it can be a bit of a challenge. But we have... I'm sure we'll learn more about that later yeah, on in the program. For sure. Um, and it's, it's really, really deep stuff. It's always good fun. Um, diving into it at 9am. At 9am. <laughs> we, should, we should have a program called that. <laughs> um, anyway, we have a question for you this morning. Um, in addition to the other questions we've asked so far, we just want to, we'd love to hear from you this morning. Tell us about a significant moment in your Christian journey. I'm sure we all have many of them. So um, we'd love to hear from you this morning. We'd love to hear yours. Text us in on 048880891. This first song is Face to Face by Zach Williams. Oh, I'm a traveler Far from home I get lost But I press on Cause there's a mansion And streets of gold where I belong Yes, there's a day Coming soon Where the old Will be made new And heaven's glory Shines like the morning 
before our eyes When we all see Jesus When we all see Jesus No more sickness No more to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and this morning we have Ben Ashby on and we're talking about his story this morning and the title of this program is My Story. So um, we'd love to hear from you. We had a question before the break which was tell us about a significant moment in your Christian journey. Text us in this morning and 0488880891. We'd love to hear from you. So Ben. <laughs> yeah, look, that's a really great question. Yeah. Um, I, it's a question that I actually like asking other people. Oh, so, you don't like being asked it. No, it's okay. It's okay. Look, um, if I think back to that kind of upbringing, we were talking a little bit about before mm. and the kind of sheltered nature of that, mm. there was a realisation for me that happened in quite an innocuous way. Mm. Um I love playing tennis. Um, tennis is one of my favourite sports to play. And um, I had this um, teacher who taught me in primary school and he was a great tennis player. And I look back now and think, man, he really, like, sacrificed his time because I would pester him and I'd be like, <laughs> can you come and play tennis? Can you come play tennis? And now that I'm an adult and I've got my own children, mm. I'm like, man, like... You set time aside for me to go and play tennis. Now, I know he loved playing tennis as well. But one of the things that he kind of said is, Ben, you're good at tennis. You should come and play in the local comp. Mm. 
Now, that sounded great to me. Like, that's let's go do it. And um, I'd been pestering my parents to go and join this local comp. And, you know, like, I just had to keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. And finally they relented and I, and I went. And one of the things that happened when I went to that, that tennis comp, I got to meet people outside of the bubble that I'd existed in mm. my whole life. And that was really eye-opening for me. Um, I was playing tennis with people who were drinking, with people who were smoking, um, people with foul language and stuff like that. And, you know... Up until this point, it's kind of like, don't go near them. Otherwise, that might, like, wash off onto you. And mm. then you'll have that. Then you'll start doing that and you'll start saying that and, and that mm. kind of thing. But what I realised is that there's actually really good, nice, caring people out there. And they have different lifestyle choices and different things like that. But there's actually some really good people out there. Mm. And that kind of really shifted my whole way of looking at the world because I kind of felt like all the good people were in the church yeah. community and all the baddies were out there. Yeah. And to realise that that's actually not the way the world is. There's actually fantastic, awesome, loving, caring people that are not part of my church community. That blew my mind. So I would say that was a really um, formative experience that kind of, shaped me and my Christian journey, even today. Mm, absolutely. And I, I totally resonate with that. I used to think that way as well. Um, and I think I didn't become very eye-opening about that until I went to university. So I was away from home. I was living uh, alone. And so um, being a young girl living alone, your guards are always up. <laughs> mm. um, I was very much uh, in a stay away. <laughs> I, was, I was very scared. Um, even though I didn't want to admit that I was. And, of course. Um, of course, it, during that whole time, you know, the first year, I didn't have a car. I didn't have a lot of things. I had to rely on people, which I wasn't used to. And, um, yeah, there are some fantastic people out there. They're yeah. so lovely and they're so beautiful. And, you know, there was nice people offering, you know, security people offering to walk me back to my apartment mm. and, you know, helping me out. And um, also lovely people from the church used to give me rides um, as well, but you know, there were there were people that you know had never heard of God, and mm. were the, just the most loveliest people. So, but I, I think I yeah. think that's about that kind of gives us an insight into how much the goodness of God spreads. Yeah, absolutely. And so there's people like there's things that God is doing mm. in our world and through people, and they don't even realize it. Mm. And how exciting that God kind of works with people. And he's kind of working on their hearts mm. to actually mirror who he is, mm. mirror that kindness, mirror that care- caringness. Mm. Um, and, I, I, yeah, I get excited about meeting people like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, you never know who may have influenced them to be, to be that way. Or they all have a story, which is, which is so fascinating. Um, so, yeah, um, significant moments in your life or your, your Christian journey. Tell us about it this morning. We have a text from Jason from Hobart. Thank you for texting in, Jason. And he shared that for him, it was when he left home to go to university. Oh, go figure. Very similar. <laughs> um, and he says, I had to make my own independent decisions to keep going to church and stay connected to God and a spiritual family. I realized I needed God and my Christian friends. Community is so important. and. Uh, uh- Absolutely. Yeah. 
thank you for texting us this morning, Jason. Um, but yeah, and no matter who that community is, like they can be Christian, they can be non-Christian, and they can still be very, very lovely. Um, so yes, let us know this morning. Um, is there a significant moment in your Christian Christian journey? So talking about um, moments in our journeys, uh, we I believe we're about to start on your high school experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, there's so much to share. Let's not let's not go too deep here. <laughs> okay. um, but let's let, look. Throughout high school, for me, there were moments of brilliance mm. and absolute crushing moments. Yep. Um, you know, being a little teenage boy, there's this, like, attraction to, you know, get a girlfriend or, you know what I mean? And <laughs> yes, I do. It's, it's got to be the, the smartest and the best-looking girl, the prettiest, girl. the prettiest, and... and you know, it's only when you get a bit older or when you have time to self-reflect that you look back at that and you go, why? Why was that so important? <laughs> like, you know, it wasn't, you know, what do we have in common or, you know, what will what will we do together, what we talk about, you know, mm. do we have... It's just... And I think this comes back into this whole theme of, of if you have the approval of the beautiful... Mm. then that means that you have beauty about oh. yourself. Like, if, if it's kind of like if you get the approval of the, of someone who is the most deserving of approval, mm. then that's what true approval really is. Mm. Um, and so I think, you know, part of, part of this whole approval process was not only was it trying to find a girlfriend and be attached to someone who, like, had the status or, you know, was that all that, you know, mm-hmm. what everyone else wanted. It was, I think, looking back, it's less about what I wanted. It was more about could I have something that everyone else wanted. Yes. I, I don't know. It's It sounds a bit sick now. We talked about those psychologists who might be listening in earlier. Yeah. But, look, I, I think, you know... I, I hope people can relate to that, you mm. know, because sometimes we we think we're doing things for really good motives and this is what I really want, but there's these underlying longings in our heart that really just really drive us. Um, so, you know, like one of the other things, you know, like I was never one of the cool kids at school and I know you're sitting there right now and you're like, how is that possible? <laughs> you're uh, so cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm no, joking. I, I but, get, but you. you know, I really wanted to, you know, like fit into that kind of environment mm. where it was the cool kids. And it's only now that I've grown up, it's like I realise that, even those cool kids probably didn't even realise they were cool at the time. But for me in those moments, I really wanted to be one of the cool kids. Mm-hmm. And so I would try whatever it took. And, you know, like I was kind of a little bit athletic at school, mm. but I wasn't the most athletic. So it kind of meant that, you know, if it was a sport team, for instance, I could play a role. I was never going to be the star player or anything like that. But... It, I was enough to contribute. Yeah. And that was kind of like, it was kind of this like, I don't know, you know, you go fishing and you put a lure <laughs> in the water and yeah. it's like, I was never fast enough to catch up to that lure, but it would just suck me in and oh. suck me in and keep drawing me and drawing me. Yeah. But, you know, one of the things that I guess through all of that, I, I started to realise that I was never going to actually be part of that cool crew. Mm. And so I would look at them and I'd be like, I'm never going to be part of that. I don't belong. And then that would affect my, like, self-worth yes. and um, all of that kind of thing. And so what tended to happen for me 
is I'd go and hang out with some of the misfits. And so some of them were really nice, but they weren't cool. Yeah. And so I'd go and hang out with the misfits. And because I was kind of in this, like, middle ground, Mm. there was a part where I was like, I was cool. I was probably one of the cool kids to those misfits Mm. because... I sometimes I was in the cool kids circle, even though I didn't feel like I was one, but I'd kind of go in that circle and then I'd hang out with the misfits and they'd be like, wow, you know, not that they would say wow, but you'd like immediately they'd latch onto you. Mm. And so you kind of, then, then I started feeling good about myself. Like Mm. I started feeling, oh, you know, this is, this is, this feels really good. And so after a while, you'd get that initial hit of, yeah, you know, I'm mm. worth something to someone. Someone wants to spend time with me. Mm. I'm feeling like I'm actually valuable. Someone's seeing me as a person. Mm. But then there'd be this little voice in the bottom of my in the bottom of my heart that would mm. say, but these these kids aren't cool. <laughs> the, these are the misfits. Oh, misfits. And yeah. And so that kind of then, then all of a sudden, I was back in this spiral towards the drain of going. I'm not good enough. Mm. I, I don't, I'm not a cool kid. I don't know where I belong. Um, I need. I, I they just didn't fulfil that need. And when I realised that that then then I'd go back to the cool kids. And I'd be like, <laughs> I've got to yeah. try and become become a cool kid again. Got to get back into. Got to get back into the fold. Yeah. Um, and so that really kind of shaped um, my high school years of mm. kind of going, swinging back and forth between these two kind of groups. And I ended up with friends in both groups, but it was kind of one of these things that I realised it was hollow. Yeah. So um, I think we should talk a little bit more about that soon. Yeah, we will. And I, I feel like I'm, you with you talking about it, I feel like I'm looking at a mirror because that, that, I very much uh, resonate with that. I was definitely not a cool kid. But I'll tell you more about that after the break. And um, before we go, we've got our listener question this morning. Tell us about a significant moment in your Christian journey. We'd love to hear from you. Text us in on 048880891. Also, we have our free book offer coming up later in the program. The title is God. 60 Hard Questions for Skeptics by Peter Hopkins. Be sure to stick around for that. But right now, this is 10,000 Reasons. What a beautiful name by Caleb and Kinsley. The sun comes up. It's a new day dawning. It's time to sing your song again. Jesus 
Made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, and we have Ben Ashby this morning, and he is talking to us about his story. The program is titled My Story. And um, as we've been asking throughout the program, we'd love to know your story, specifically a significant moment in your Christian journey. Be sure to text us in on 048880891. So, Ben, we've been talking about um trying to get the approval of our peers and it, just during the break I was actually sharing with you how um how much your story resonates with me because I was definitely not a cool kid I had friends in every different group at high school mm-hmm. and um also there was uh, something I was just chatting to you about how there was something I was known for I was known for music and I was known for being a bit of a smart kid, but that's because I hung out with smart kids. So <laughs> I wasn't actually smart. And, um, yeah, trying to get that approval, trying to get that um, acknowledgement of this is who I am here type was was what I did a mm. lot. And, yeah, it, it is. And I love how you mentioned how it's hollow. It really is. And you you try so hard to gain that approval but in the end it's not really worth much is it yeah well it's so fleeting that Mm. that's the thing there there were moments in in my journey where i was like oh i've made the cool group and then it's gone it's just a vapor Mm. yeah so um what what happened when you got to that moment so yeah look i i don't know i think Mm. i just went down into despair a little bit yeah um and so what what I realised, it, it wasn't just about being cool. Like, mm. we talked about, you know, trying to get that girlfriend, yes. you know, like, and, and having that. Um, but if it wasn't, it wasn't the cool kids, it was the smart kids, like what mm. you're saying. Um, or it was the wise adults. Yeah. Or wealthy people <clears throat> or people with status. Mm. Um, but it just was never enough. I, like, I needed, I needed someone cooler, wiser, richer more important mm. to see to see me uh and you know that i i'm so blessed that god put some people in my life that 
did show that interest in me. Mm. Um, and so I'm so thankful for that. But as we've kind of talked about, some of these people, like I remember in my church community, there was there was an older man, much older than me, and had had a wealth of life experience. Mm. And I remember one day sitting down beside him and we ended up just getting chatting. Mm. And it's kind of ironic to think he was like, uh, I don't know what I was, like maybe 15 or 16 years old, sitting down and talking with an 80-year-old man. You know, like it just it just so happened. And I remember him, we just kind of got talking. I don't know how it started, <laughs> but it got deep really quick. Yeah. Um, and he shared a, a little story about someone that he knows uh, in his, because he was living in aged care at the time. Mm. And um, he explained that he, this man that he, he was friends with really struggled with similar things. Mm. And even to the point of, you know, kind of feeling not worth anything. Mm. Um, and he was kind of getting paralysed by some of the things. And he spoke with this guy mm. and he came up with this thing that he said to that, to that man, I want you to say this every day. Yeah. And he said, God loves me no matter what or no matter how I feel. Mm. And so he would actually contact that guy and would talk to him mm. about that and, and kind of set that up. And that was kind of amazing. And, and that felt amazing because I was having this deep conversation with this wise person. But sadly, not that long after that, he died. Oh. And so I still hang on to that Absolutely. to that moment that we had together. But I don't have that wisdom, that, mm. that wise friend that I'm like, okay, I've got something. I've, I've, I've got him approving um, kind of, kind of what, what I did and mm. what, I, what I'm doing. And I think that kind of then started this kind of quest for me. And I kept looking in different places. And I'm really glad. Like we heard from Jason earlier mm. about how he kind of had these friends and, and was part of a community. For me, it was this ongoing church involvement for me. Mm. Um, and as much as sometimes I kind of didn't want to do that and I wanted to, like, run away from it, yes. I, you know, I was part of, like, the, the music scene in my local church. And so that kind of kept me going. Like, nearly every week I had some kind of role. And I think looking back, being involved in, in a local church as a young person is just so important. And mm. I just I encourage everybody who's in a situation where they're at their local church to in, try and encourage some of those young kids to be involved. And even if it's different from what you want or what you expect, to actually have them involved is such a massive contributor to them actually connecting with God. And that's kind of what happened to me because I started to realise who the true Jesus was. Mm. I'd grown up in this Christian home and I'd been told all the stories. We'd read My Bible Friends mm. and all of this kind of stuff. And I kind of had this Bible knowledge, but it wasn't heart knowledge. It was kind of this borrowed faith mm. that I had. Yeah. And so there was kind of this moment. And borrowed faith is a really good place to start. Yes. If you're out there and you're, like, not sure about God and you listen to some kind of speaker or you read some kind of book and you're like, wow, and that really moves you, that's an awesome place to start. And that's where I started. 
And sometimes I still fall into that trap a little bit. But it's so important that you start, if you're going to start with that borrowed faith, you've got to try and make it your own. And it's got to move from your head mm. down into your heart. Yeah. And that's kind of when that process happened for me, I kind of met who Jesus really is. Mm. And at that point, I realized there's no one smarter. Yeah. Wiser. There's no one more wealthy or with more status than Jesus. Yeah. We're talking about the Son of God, the the man who was there at the beginning of creation that actually spoke the world into being, and then the man who actually came down, humbled himself, and became a human. We've just been through the Easter period. Yes. And just to reflect on that amazing sacrifice... There's no, there's no one more loving. There's no one more caring. There's no one with more status than Jesus, even though he was so humble. Mm. And I kind of went through this process and I realized even in my head knowledge, it was like, I can accept Jesus. But mm. then it kind of hit my heart and I went, if I accept Jesus into my heart mm. and I accept what he did for me, then that means I gain his approval and his acknowledgement. Boom. Mm. That's the mic drop moment. Yeah. Because it was just like, I can go away around like that, that older man who was really wise and he died. That was, that was fleeting. Mm. The, the times that I kind of went and hung out with, with my friends, the cool friends, it was fleeting. It, it, it vaporized after just a moment. It was, it's kind of enough to give you a taste for it to mm. keep sucking. It's like that lure that we talked about yeah, earlier. Yeah. Um, and I just realized that, I don't. I didn't need to chase approval and acknowledgement mm. to feel happy or secure anymore, like I had been doing, because I had a wellspring of acknowledgement and approval in Jesus. When mm. I accepted Him, I know that no matter what, He was the one who actually can stand beside me and go, "You're worth it, Ben. Mm. You've got something to offer. I've even got a plan for you. You're not just important because I made you. I've actually got a plan and a purpose for you." Mm. And to actually let that sink down into your heart, wow, that kind of just totally reorients your whole world, your whole way of being. And look, I just, I've realized that when I lean into to the person that God has designed me to be, rather than trying to be this chameleon that kind of tries to fit in with the cool kids or the yeah. smart kids or the wise adults, when I could, when I could accept who I am, Except who God created me to be, mm. then that's that's when I decided I wanted to follow Jesus. And I guess the other like little interesting part about about this thing is that when you realise and you self reflect and you know the skeletons that are in your closet, yeah, like you know we can talk about God here on this program, but the reality is you and I can't even live up to our own ideals, <laughs> let alone God's ideals. Yeah. And so when, when, when we recognize that and we just look that grimly in the face, we realize, you know what, for someone to love me in spite of all the things that everyone else knows about me, let alone the things I know about myself, mm. wow, that's huge. Absolutely. Well, um, well, we have to go to a break soon, but thank you. That was, that was amazing. Um, right now we have our book offer for this morning. The title is God, 60 Hard Questions for Skeptics. This is written by Peter Hopkins. Questions, questions. How does a Christian respond to challenges to their faith? 
by asking a question. Challenging the challenger helps to open up the issue and keep conversation going. It is a method Jesus used in his ministry. Here are 60 questions covering most of the main issues and objections which are raised in today's society. You will find guidance, but not answers, at the end of each section. The code is after the break, but right now, this is Just As I Am by Nicole Norton. How to come to you I did not dare believe it true That you regard the orphaned ones Beloved daughters, worthy sons For the broken and the barren too I heard could find some rest what kind of love in injury's place Would leave instead a stain of grace So I come in sorrow I come in shame I come to the cross with my pain Just as I
You're listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, and we are finishing up our program with David. Sorry, I'm so used to saying David. With Ben Ashby, and he's been talking about his story. Before the break, as promised, we have our giveaway for this morning. God, 60 Hard Questions for Skeptics. This is written by Peter Hopkins. And to claim this book this morning, you need to text in the code STORY7. S-T-O-R-Y and the number seven, no spaces, text that in to 0488880891. That is story seven, S-T-O-R-Y, S-T-O-R-Y, yep, and the number seven, text that in to 0488880891. So, Ben, we've been talking about um, significant moments in our Christian journey, and we actually had someone text in. Good morning, Christopher. Thank you for texting us. Yeah, this it's great morning. to hear these stories. Yeah, and this one is a bit. We're having trouble believing you. <clears throat> so we'll just set the scene. Um, Christopher says this morning, I used to be really hard on myself. And I think we can all understand I was mm-hmm. very hard on myself as well. Yep. He called himself a Christian, but you will do the wrong things. We all do that as well. Was I really committed to God or not? Then, I'm just going to say on a day, you jumped out of a plane during a skydive and both the primary and emergency parachute failed, um, failed to work properly. So while falling, you had no fear and had total trust in God that he would sort it out. Um, we would like to know how you survived, but anyway. Mate, I, I think Christopher <laughs> might have greater faith than me. Yeah. Than parachutes um, are failing and no fear. Yeah, yeah that's, that's so, amazing. Yeah, and you continue to say, you realize you're being too hard on yourself, and now even though you'll continue to make errors till Jesus returns, you know that Jesus has your back. And um, he's doing all for our salvation. Amen. Amen, Christopher. Thank you for um, texting in this morning. Again, we would love to know how you survived. Um, you maybe let us know. Text us in on 048 Sorry, I'm cutting you off there, Carly. okay. No, that, that's, that's an, amazing, an amazing story. And, yeah. and just as we, re- as we read that, that like no fear, yeah. it reminds me of that story that's recorded in the Bible, in, mm. in the, uh, the story of Daniel. Yeah, and it's Daniel's not actually in this one, but it's the, there's this king, mm. and he's kind of set this order, and there's a whole bunch of these like little servant kind of wise men or whatever you want to call oh, them, yes. people who worked for them, mm. and they pr- the king kind of says, "Do what I say, or you're gonna die." Yes, and these three guys go, "God will save us, but if he doesn't." We're still going to do what God says, mm. mate. That's that's kind of that's the kind of faith we're talking about here. That's it's your like, level faith. <laughs> it, no, but it's it's kind of like you know, God will have our backs. You know, Amen, if we yeah. and maybe maybe it won't be here in this life, but mm. it will be God will have our back for the next life, mm. and that's something that I think we can all hold on to. And in that moment, I I don't know how you had no fear. Maybe it was th- there was this sense of like just. I'm okay with God. I've, mm. I've given my life to God. And right. if if it turns out okay, then that's great. And if it doesn't, that's okay too because God's got me. It's mm. an amazing story. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Christopher. Like, wow, that is fantastic that um, you had no fear. And um, we're just so glad that you shared um, with us this morning. Um, so, Ben, we have about five minutes left in our program. How are we finishing up today? Oh, look, I, I guess I just thought I've had that realisation that we've talked about, that mm. God and Jesus is this, 
he's the answer to my deepest longings. Mm. He's the answer to the approval and the acknowledgement that I've been craving my whole life. Mm. And now that has changed how I live. Mm. It's, it's, it's made an impact because now my life is not attached to people's approval. Mm-hmm. I don't have to try and really impress you, Kami. Um, <laughs> you know, because like, I, because my, where I get my, my approval and acknowledgement from is from someone way more important than you, Kami. I'm yes, sorry about that. I, I um, agree with you. <laughs> and, but, but part of that means that I can totally then rely on God's wisdom for direction in my life. Mm. So, you know, like, if I do something that's not well accepted or appreciated, one of the things that I've got now is I can I can take on criticism because mm. I can take on that criticism and not be crushed because it doesn't shake the foundation of where I get that approval or acknowledgement from. Mm. So that in itself makes me be able to become wiser mm. because the criticism that gets thrown around, usually there's maybe there's some truth in that. Yeah. And if we just get, like, super defensive and we're just trying to protect ourselves, we'll, we'll miss the wisdom that we could actually get from that criticism. Mm, and so I, I, I get that from now on I'm able to receive that, that criticism and self-reflect. And Jesus has really made that strong impact on me. And I think... You know, I've kind of had that realisation and I guess right here at the end of this conversation that we're having together, Mm. I want to make sure that I haven't got all this together. Oh, no. You know, there's an element here. I've come on Faith FM for my first time. Yeah. And you know what? It's been great spending time with you, Kami, but I can't help but be truthful and say, you know, there's a moment where you're going... How am I going to go? Am I going to hit the mark? Is Mm. it going to help someone? Am I going to, you know? And so I've got to continually keep connecting back to Jesus Mm. and continually talking to him and saying, Jesus, take that burden off me. Remind me that you love me. Mm. Remind me that you think I'm amazing and that you think I'm fantastic. And I don't need to impress other people. I don't need to do that. I just need to be loyal to who I'm called to be Mm. and who you've asked me to be. And I can rely on God's wisdom to direct my life instead of the whims of others. Mm. Absolutely. And it is an ongoing battle. I love how you mentioned that because too many, too many people believe that. You know, once someone's baptised, they're fixed. <laughs> um, fixed with quotation marks. I'm baptised, I'm not fixed. Yeah, I'm <laughs> baptised, I'm not fixed. And um, I've also shared on this uh, on Tazzy Encounters before how um, I got baptised very young and um, I always kind of look back on that. I'm like, oh, I didn't know God. What was I thinking? And, you know, it's, it's, all, it's a journey. Everyone has a journey. And um, I'm so grateful for that day, even though I look back and think I wasn't ready. Mm. Um, so, yeah, <clears throat> thank you for sharing your story with us this morning. Um, like I said, it feels like um, I'm talking to my, yeah, you're, <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's another embodiment of me and you're just talking to me about my own story. So if you found that, um, yeah, today's program has been useful to you, um, be sure to share it with someone who also might find it useful. And we're so glad that, um, yeah, you joined us this morning. We've got some responses from Christopher as well. So he sent us a YouTube channel, um, which is uh, great. We'll have a look at that later. (laughs) And also he says here, 
In short, we both should have died, yet God worked a mighty miracle and allowed me to live. Well, thank you thank you for sharing that this morning, Christopher. And we're glad that God allowed you to live as well. We're glad you survived. Absolutely. And I hope it was without injury as well. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for joining us today, David. Um, be sure to join us next week. David Leo should be back from Stormco. And we'll be continuing our Father Abraham series. So be sure to join us for that. Also, join us tomorrow. We have David Cherry, um, and he's back in the studio, also replacing David Leo. And he's going to be talking about connecting to the power source. So be sure to join us tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Also, just another plug for our uh, book offer this morning. The code is STORY7, S-T-O-R-Y, and the number 7. Text that in to 048880891. This next song is Live and Breathe by More Than Rubies. Thank you for joining us today, and may you encounter Jesus more today. Thank you as well, Ben. Thanks, Kami. The waves of grace wash over me, and I feel how thirsty I am. Truth runs deep to the heart of me, and I see how shallow I've been. Who can satisfy this cavern inside me? Jesus, come and be all I want and all I need. Be my portion and my strength for. Come and be all I want and all I 
my portion and my strength forever. Oh, Jesus, come and be all I want and all I need. Be my portion and my strength forever, forever. Jesus, come and be all I want and all I need. Be the one desiring me forever. You're everything. Be everything. Everything I live and breathe.